Russo from Chromecast Podcast Network inside Mad Workspace in Alpharetta, Georgia. I'm super excited to introduce this episode of Uniquely Brilliant because Diana and I are, are actually sitting next to each other. So, Ooh. yeah, right? <laughs> so, welcome to Uniquely Brilliant, the podcast where we encourage you to embrace and celebrate your unique brilliance. I'm Becky Berry. I coach women who are determined to have an impact through their work. Doesn't matter their age. They come to me to figure out and hone their leadership. They also come to me to rid themselves of the noise from a society that says women need to work harder and be smaller to succeed. And I'm Diana Bader. I'm a neuroinclusion specialist. I help people with atypical minds and those who struggle with fitting in navigate and excel in a typical world. And we're together! Yes! We're actually recording old school straight into Audacity, our platform that we used to use in my basement mm-hmm. before Diana moved to Ohio. So this is what we figured out was three years ago. Uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy. It goes, it goes fast. It does. Yeah. So Diana came up with today's topic. Comfort zones or the discomfort of comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Say more about the discomfort of the- comfort zones. I think when you become aware that you're in a comfort zone that you don't really want to be in, then oh. there's a lot of discomfort around that. Oh, uh, so that's like settling. Like it, you, it you, is you, kind you of, realize, yeah. okay, there, there, there is that. Yep, there's that aspect of it for sure. But I think a lot of times it's, it's unconscious. Mm-hmm. You don't realize you're doing it until you're in the mix of it. Example? Um... Let me think. Like, like if you have a job and that you really don't like, but it's giving you a certain amount of money, and you don't really care what you're doing, but you just sort of relax into it. Don't try to get another one. Well, that's the golden handcuffs thing. Mm-hmm. My clients and I talk about that a whole lot because you know benefits, right? It's the holy grail, insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to get the same flexibility at another job? All these things that that kind of mask that, you know, I'm kind of comfortable where I am and I'm not sure I want to upset that apple cart, right? Well, we come up with a lot of justifications yeah. as to why this really is a good thing yeah, and why we should stay there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, since you and I specialize in never being in our comfort zones, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to think of... of well, I know, I know. One maybe for me, it's it's happened during the pandemic. I mean, I always eat out a lot because I just don't cook. Mm-hmm. I'm not. A, I'm a great cook. I don't like to cook. Go figure. But we ate out a lot because I, my friends own restaurants, right? So we were, you know, we would order and we would bring it home and do. All, and so, like, I have perpetuated that here instead of getting out of my comfort zone a little and cooking some more. And feeling better because I'm eating, you know, I'm eating fresh food. It's less salt, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm in, I'm in that kind of comfort zone, and I know it's a comfort zone because I, I will say to myself, "It's okay to do that one more time." Uh huh. You oh, know, that, that's a great fifty days in a row, <laughs> right? Right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'll change it tomorrow. Ch- yeah. Yeah. I can do this one more time. It's okay. I can take this job one more day. Mm-hmm. And one more day goes on into 
weeks and months and well, years. I, well, and I think it's in any, it can be in any relationship you have, yep. whether it's at work, a personal relationship, in networking, and in, in people you collaborate with, where you realize it's not serving you anymore, but it's okay, right? It's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you, you, plus, right, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yes, I think that's a big one. I think so. I hear a lot about people who stay in their jobs because they love their managers. And I will tell you, the number one predictor of job satisfaction is not money. It is not the company you work with. It is your specific team. Yes. And that's why people stay in companies. And it can be hard to, A, separate your identity from that of the team, and, B, to realize that you're not doing anybody any favors by staying. Yeah, that's true, because you're not going to be fully engaged. Right. Right. I think whenever we're just settling and kind of coasting, I mean, sometimes we need to coast. Sure. Frankly, sometimes we need mm-hmm. to coast. This might be a period of time, this is, we're recording this in July 2021, where you need to coast. But if in the back of your mind you're going, wait, I'd like to change up this situation, then start thinking about how to do it. Because here's the thing, right? In it, like in everything, you don't have to jump out of your comfort zone straight into discomfort, Mm -hmm. right? Or straight, let's just not say discomfort, but let's just say jump out of your comfort zone. Let's just tiptoe out. Just let's just take some steps. Well, I think once you identify that you want out of something or you want to change something, Mm -hmm. then you've already established the catalyst for the change. Right. So everybody, I know so many people who feel that, but it's really hard to take the next step after that. Mm -hmm. Right. So you, you, when, when we've identified what we're struggling with and why we're stuck, then the next thing is not to figure out, well, Where do I want to be? What do I want my next job to be? No. I think the next step is to say, how can I evaluate what I'm doing now based on what I really want to do? Mm -hmm. Right? What I prefer to do. That's a visualization exercise, right? Yeah. Well, you have to know where you are so you can figure out where you want to go. Right? And it's more than assessing, like, skills. Mm -hmm. It's assessing attitudes and um, thought processes and quality of life there you go it's it's those quality of life factors that I think when we stay in a comfort zone we just adopt mm-hmm. adapt uh, yeah adapt adapt yeah, adapt, yeah. yes yeah, yeah. Uh, adopt and adapt yeah, yeah exactly uh-huh. and and then and we talk ourselves into them in, well, it's frightening. Mm-hmm. What it am be. I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? Well, and how is this going to change things? And, and, I mean, change is one of the number one fears most people have. Well, and I think these days, particularly in the realm of work, change is, is a different kind of scary because there's so many options. That's hard, too. All of my clients, from, the, from their 20s to their 50s, they're like, what? <laughs> you know, there's so many things. I'm like, I know there's so many things to do. So I think what we're talking about is looking at those adaptations you've made, right? And identifying, or 
what are these adaptations that I want to take forward? Because there might be some that are oh, serving you really well sure. that surprise you. I think I think in this process when you dig down into, well, I'm staying here because it feeds me this way, and I'm looking for this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be but. And yeah. I'm looking for this. Because I've had clients who come to me wanting to change jobs, and we have elevated their job, gotten them more money, and they've stayed because they went, well... I've adapted to this, and it actually serves me well, and I want to use it as a building block for my career, and I really like this company, so how can, how can we make this work? So, you know, you, you identify the adaptations you've made that you want to take along, and then you look at the work you don't want to do mm-hmm. and make a list of that, and then I always encourage people to make a list in that list to identify why they don't want to do it. Yeah, the why is always a big factor, right? And or and identify why, why are you staying? Yeah, in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Exactly. What's, well, the, what's uh, been keeping you there? Because that 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 holds a lot of truth too. Well, it's yeah, and and nine times out of ten, it's going to be the team and the benefits from, and from, the a, work, from a from a from, from a work perspective, perspective. Absolutely. But from yeah, from from another perspective, you know, you need to look at it. And the, and the other thing is. In this situation you're in, what parts of the best you, the most full you, are you not able to use? Oh, yeah, that's a good right? one. Right? Yeah. Because th- that's actually what's in the back of your mind making you uncomfortable in your comfort zone now. Mm-hmm. You know, where previously you were comfortable. It could be either you're in a whole lot of pain at work or what in a relationship, you know, emotional pain, whatever. Or it can be you're somebody who likes to grow and you're not in an environment where you can grow and just in the back of your mind you go I could be doing more I could be doing differently and that's what what gives the little break for you to go maybe this isn't the right comfort zone mm-hmm yeah exactly I also think when you're in that place you need to look at what benefit are you getting because people don't stay anywhere unless there's some benefit that they're hanging on to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And sometimes those benefits are surprising. I was having a mental argument with myself last night about my son was doing something for me, and I, and he wasn't doing it on my time frame, which didn't matter. It just had to be done before I left for the airport this morning to to get you mm-hmm. because I need, I'm driving this rental car and the headrest uh-huh. on the back seat. Uh, give me three blind spots because it's you know it's not a giant back window you oh, know, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. like cool looking and whatever I'm like yeah it's cool but blind spots and so he wasn't doing it and I'm like I'm stewing I'm angry I'm and, and at one point I did go I'm like what do you get you know I'm real comfortable in that place mm-hmm. you know this person's let me down and I'm like what is that about you know yeah yes you know? I, I do that is, too what is that about and I, I don't know what it is other than the way, <laughs> the way I've been, I've accepted as as appropriate to deal with the situation instead of going down and going, hey, when are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. Right, that kind of passive aggressive thing. Yeah, that is my that is my comfort level in in some of my personal relationships. Well, only with him, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, because because uh, you don't want conflict. Mm-hmm. You you're, you try to avoid conflict, and that's one of the things that keeps you in any kind of comfort zone is you, you're trying to avoid any kind of conflict. Oh, that's, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. 
Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, hurting people's feelings, that's where the conflict, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That that or just, just even having the self-confidence to stand up for yourself. Yeah. And what you need. And, yeah. and seeing that that's important. Yeah. And having somebody else see that it's important. That's what That's what a lot of my mental gyrations were last night. And I was like, you're just, what are you doing? Well, and when you when you do sort of the passive aggressive thing, um, of you're... course, all this was in my head. I do want to make a total disclaimer. I did not mm-hmm. exercise this on Ken's head. This was just my head. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that's where it all starts anyway, mm-hmm. right? Is in your own head. Mm-hmm. But when you don't exercise that, you're not speaking your truth mm-hmm. and you're you're almost assuming that they can read your mind. We are assuming. Uh-huh. Please, we're trying to assume that other people can read, particularly women, that other people can read our minds. Where I finally got to in this whole process was he always does what he's going to say says he's going to do and he knows I'm going to the airport and I know he doesn't want me driving you know with that back there and it's it's a real complicated procedure to take those out and then I was like okay and then then I went to try off some lights or something he goes I I did the I did the headrest in the car and blah blah you know I was like thank you well and that comes you know somewhat from like control yeah wanting control Mm -hmm. over the situation and and you have to, it, it takes a lot to allow somebody else. Yeah. And allow them to do it in their time, their space, their way. Yeah. 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 And their comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I stayed, I stayed in one comfort zone out of another. Mm-hmm. In that whole several hour period, which was ridiculous. All that energy I just like spent on doing that it was crazy. So I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's hard to identify him. So, I wonder, is being in a comfort zone, by definition, a bad thing? I think it goes back to what you were saying about growth. If you are the type of person that wants growth Mm -hmm. and needs growth, then, yeah, it's bad. Because there's no room. You've got your four walls up, and there's nowhere to go. Yeah when you create a comfort zone. If you're somebody that needs that structure and and, and you're not unhappy, I think that's a big yeah. key, yeah. and you're not unhappy in yeah. your, your comfort zone, then you know th- there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not unhappy, you're not making anybody else unhappy. Because I know some people that will be in a comfort zone and then say they're happy in it, but anything else they spill out onto other people. Oh, yeah, that's that's outside there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking, I've got a couple of teachers for clients right now, both who have just, like, torched the teaching profession, one at the end of this year, one will do it, one did it at the end of last year. And I'm talking about how, what they were missing in teaching, and it was that opportunity to grow, because mm-hmm. what you do is so proscribed and prescribed in some situations. And also... I was, you know, as I was trying to paint the picture of what it's like to go into a new job and of what they were looking for, I said, listen, there's this concept in education that, that all of us teachers know. It's called your zone of proximal learning, right? Where you're always just stretching a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think if, if we find ourselves stuck in a comfort zone or wondering how to get out, is you want to just reach for that next thing that's hard for you to do. Yep right? Because that's what keeps you growing. So when we teach, 
in a classroom, we want to elevate, we want to teach at a little higher learning, a higher level than our students are. So, because they will rise to that level, mm-hmm. right? And we will too, you know, and we can exercise that in a relationship. You know, if uh, I choose absolutely. to, instead of stewing for an hour over something ridiculous and go, Ken, when are you going to do this? He'll be, Mom, I told you I would do it. I'll do it before I go to bed or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've saved two and a half hours of nonsense, like crazy nonsense. I'm even doing it while I'm meditating, okay? That's how bad it was. <laughs> I was just like, why am I getting all like riled up about this? But to pull myself out of the comfort zone of that, if I just go ask him a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which he has said to me more than once, just ask me the question, Mom. I'm like, okay. Yeah, because okay. we get, well, we get stuck in our own little world and in yeah. our own loop. Yeah, and in our own time frames mm-hmm. and our own expectations. Mm-hmm. And we, we put should, them on other people. Well, we should like have a little siren for every time one of us says expectations. <laughs> danger, danger. Oh, no kidding. That's a terrible word. Oh, my word. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's really what it's all about. Well, and it's not fair to put your expectations on anybody else. No. Well, unless you tell them. It, um, well, and, and then it's not yes. really an expectation. It's, it's, it it, it change into, changes into something else. Yep. Changes into something else. Yeah. Yeah, I got out of my comfort zone this morning when we went back to old school way of uh, recording this <laughs> podcast. I'm like, what? And every every time I did something, right? Every time I touched something, I went, oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. And you know, and it just all, it all came back. Ooh. No, you what? go ahead. Well, no, I was just thinking of the fact that I tend to take myself out of my comfort zone as a motivational thing. Or when when I'm feeling stuck and I don't know what to do, so I'll do something crazy. <laughs> Usually it's crazy. Truth. <laughs> you can't see me shaking, you know, well, nodding my head, but this yeah. is the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you just explore a different idea. Yeah. I, I just have to shake things up, and I think... You have a really good way of doing that. I well, admire sometimes. it. <laughs> well, I think it. Well, it's, I think it's always a good way of doing yeah, it. Yeah. It just, you know... Well, I, what I think... But you're... Com- this is funny. Uh, I have to say it this way, but you're comfortable doing it. I, I am. I right? am. It's funny to use that word. Well, what what I think a lot of it is, is um, I haven't, in, in past relationships and in past other things, I haven't had a lot of people to bounce things off of. Right. That were good people to bounce it off yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And to explore things with. So that's my way of bouncing it off myself, is to just shake, it's like taking the little snow globe and shaking it up and then seeing things from a different perspective. I love it. So so what I was going to say when mm-hmm. you started talking about this and you talked exactly right back to it is that you trust yourself to do that. Yes, I do. Right? You trust yourself to take yourself outside your comfort zone. But for a lot of us moving out of our comfort zone, the real reason we don't do it is we don't trust ourselves. We don't that, trust yes, in yes. our ability. We forget to trust. Mm-hmm. How about this? We forget to trust in our ability to adapt to change, to be resilient, to figure our way through it because we've forgotten what it was like when we started in this situation to begin with. Mm-hmm. And of course, the easiest example of this is a job, Yep. right? Yep. When you started that job, you didn't know what you know five years later. So it's always a productive thing to go back and make a list of what you learned and mm-hmm. how you got here. What was that project you took? 
that was just outside your skill level. So you had to go learn this new piece of PowerPoint or whatever, Prezi, whatever you're using. You know, what, what were those things? And those remind you that you are adaptable and you are capable of change. And so all of a sudden, you're developing a more of a trust in your ability to, to move out of that comfort zone. That's true. That's true. I, I like that a lot. And I think a lot of times, yeah, we forget. We forget what our skills are because if we haven't used them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that we have this ability. And Well, I think we particularly forget our, about our skills when they come natural to us. Because they're probably the engine of what you're doing. Well, that's true, too. But we're just doing it, and we don't know we're doing it. Mm -hmm. I I had a big combo about that yesterday. Yeah. Well, and and things that you don't use anymore that that may have been something that was well-honed and then put aside. Yeah, because you don't need it at this version of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's that reflection. That's that visualization of thinking about, you know, what would it be like to get out of here? You know, to to get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And... You don't have to know what the next thing is. Thank you. And the next thing doesn't even have to be perfect. It just has to be a next thing. Yeah, because you just you're just trying to shake things up. Yeah. You're just trying to get a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. You could take a class, mm-hmm. you know. There's there's so many baby steps that I think people forget to do. I mean, even just consult with somebody else. Well, you know, I think I think it's it's really human for and natural for us to think it's like we flip a switch mm. and we're different. Please, please I want to switch. I need a switch. Mm-hmm. And I just like put that out to the universe. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and the universe is going, right. I don't think so. Well, it, it is like a switch when once you decide it, but it's like the old school switches where it has to go through the wire and over here <laughs> and you know, and, and through the whole electric. I mean, so it, it's not binary. It's, it's not on and off. <laughs> oh, we still haven't done that episode of it's mm-hmm. not binary. No. It, it is on and off, but if you if you if you slowed down the whole process of turning on a light or something. Everything has to travel. And, and you followed every little step that had to make that happen. Um, excuse me, and every little step contains what? Oh, energy mm-hmm. that it takes to make this happen, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 it takes a minute. It, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. Takes a couple. Takes a couple. Well, I think I think you touched on, on something that, that together with being able to trust yourself mm-hmm. are absolute key to, to having this be successful. And then that's somebody to accompany you. That, okay? I mean, we all think we have to do these things by ourselves. And I'm not saying hire a coach. Actually, I am career coach, but, you know, just, whatever. But a friend, I mean, Diana has accompanied me as I've moved out of my comfort zone. And I hope vice versa, mm-hmm, you know, for her. Uh, and we trust each other, mm-hmm. right? So... That makes us, I don't have, uh, uh, this This is the truth. You know, we already trust ourselves, and then when you have somebody else you trust, that's like magic. Yeah. Oh, it's complete magic. Right? Absolutely. I mean, that is su- such a, oh, i got tears in my eyes. It's such a magic thing. So as you're, as you're evaluating your comfort zone, you could talk to somebody you trust, mm-hmm. you know, a trusted friend who respects you and and um, builds you up and say, here's what I'm thinking. And, and what I see magic in there, like when I do boot camps, is when people reveal themselves to each other, the other person will call you out on your stuff. Mm. Wait, you didn't you tell me you know how to do this and you've done this before? And wait, wait, haven't you? And they're like, oh yeah, I have. So we're, you know, getting that out of your head, 
out into the air into another human so they can reflect it back to you can help you reorient your sense of who you are. Well, and people seem to remember things about you and skills about you better than we remember them ourselves. Oh, for sure. I mean, last night I was out with some friends and their part of the group is on the reunion committee for my class. Oh, yeah? And my one friend, she wants to build a float for the homecoming parade and they were going on this whole thing. And my other friend just looked at me like, she knows how to build floats because that's what my street did growing yeah. up. And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. No, you have seen some of them, yeah. But, so, but, you know, that's not something that's like on my resume or anything mm-hmm. else unless it needs to be. But, but yeah, I mean, that's just one of those odd skill sets that yeah. I took for granted from just how I grew up. Right. Well, I think there's so many things about ourselves we take for granted because uh, we just know how to do them. Mm-hmm. I always use as the benchmark, if, if you go, well, can't everybody do this? That's your superpower. That yep. is your thing. Yep. That is your thing. I, I mean, I'm confronted with that it, for, for me personally in coaching every day. People are like, well, how did you figure that out? I'm like, it's not rocket science. Oh, this is the other one. It's not rocket science because it is rocket science, mm-hmm. right? So if you're thinking it's not rocket science, then so you need to make a note. Oh, I'm really good at this, mm-hmm. right? And then just get a little grand. And, you know, as you build those things up, again, it's all about building that trust in yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you, you're building that trust in yourself, you're talking to a, a trusted person in your life, who can reflect things back to you, then all of a sudden it becomes less scary. Yes. You notice I did not say it's not scary. It becomes less scary. Yep. Because change is scary. It is. It is. And and moving out of your comfort zone, even at the slowest pace, is incredibly scary. Because you wonder what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. okay? So. Because there's not a map that says, so, oh, yeah, this is going to. So let's bring my favorite conversation into here. This is that it's if you have a trigger phrase that helps you let go of expectations, and mine is, this is going to work out better than I can oh, imagine, yep. right? Then it takes away a little bit of the fear. Mm-hmm. Because you're saying, I don't have to... It's not just that I, I know I can't see everything. It's I know I don't have to see everything. Yep. That it's going to work out better than I can imagine because of that very thing. Because I can't see everything. And you now you've left room. You've left, you know, this is your mental pause, your crack, whatever. You've left room for the unexpected to happen. Well, and when you're moving, one of the things I keep thinking of as we're talking is when you're moving out of a comfort zone, you know, and you play those tapes in your head and you go back, it's the first thing that most people do is find all the reasons this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But you, and, and they find evidence based on oh, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's there's always evidence in the opposite direction too. There's always evidence to the positive. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do. You know, I think I told you about this. And I think we talked about it on an episode. I switched the way I have my clients who have extreme anxiety, like diagnosed anxiety. I switched the way I have them think about what could happen. I start with what's the best and then we do what's the worst. Mm-hmm. Because when you start with what's the best and then go to what's the worst, it's less bad. I've noticed that it's less bad. It's oh, less dire. Well, because you elevated it. Mm-hmm. Instead of, it, it's kind of like that retail markdown, right? When you buy wholesale yeah. or you buy at a markup 
are you doing a markdown? You know, where are you, where's that discount coming from? And I think if we engage in that same process as you're evaluating what could happen, start with what's the best that could happen, because that takes some imagination and some visualization that will make you have a more realistic view of what the worst could be. Well, and what's interesting is it's the complete opposite when you're doing EFT because you're engaging the energy channels. Uh-huh. And as you're doing that, it desensitizes you to the worst. Uh-huh. And to the point where most of the time when I'm doing, especially if it's something not you know, uh-huh. huge and traumatic, people start laughing. What's EFT? The emotional freedom technique, the tapping. Uh, oh, tapping. Okay. The tapping. And when you, you, you start with the negative. And what I like to do is have people over-exaggerate it and, you know, you know cuss yeah. out things and, yeah. you know, just call it whatever and make it this big, actually make it blow it up, uh-huh. blow up the negative to the point where it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. And, and then it's like, well, that sounds kind of stupid, you know, and, yeah. and, it, and it, it blows it up before it takes over cool I like it mm-hmm. I like it both ways I like yeah, it both ways yeah. you know me I'm always like in the reality stuff right mm-hmm. particularly with my clients but I, I like that I like both of them well and plus I always think backwards so of course I would do it the backwards way well and when you're tapping you're you're engaging all your energy centers within your system so yeah. so that's another thing that's helping with being able to do it from a negative standpoint yeah yeah So because you're you're bypassing the negative, mm. the negative um, energy there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're you're yeah. reprogramming it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I can totally picture how that works because I've been doing something like that for a really long time. So yeah, cool. So again, it, it, it's just the little steps. So again, it's it's the little the little steps that can help you reawaken your trust in yourself finding somebody to talk about with it and then just taking a little step just just tiptoe out go well what's the best that could happen you know what's the best that could happen or, or what's just the next thing i could do it may be just read up on something just explore oh, How take to... a class that's what i mm-hmm. thought about that earlier yeah. you read know, a book take watch a, a video on YouTube. Yeah. Just explore something you're interested in, kind of like Diana says, like you do, that kind of shakes things up. That's a, that's a little different from you. I might even, I, I think based on Diana's experience, it might be good to do something you've always been afraid to try. Maybe it's painting. I mean, and I'm not talking about like smoke jumping or something. No, I'm not thinking parachuting, but I'm thinking like painting, <laughs> right? Painting or baking or, you yeah. know, or, or or swimming or, you know, something that that just really is something that you've already, but it's, it's not high stakes, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really high stakes. Yeah, because you won't stick with it if it's high stakes right away. Yeah. It's well, you won't scary. ever do it. It's too scary. Uh, you, there's, but there won't be any sticking to it. You'll never do it. You'll, you'll talk yourself out of it. Uh, I'm raising my hand. I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm that little emoji. Well, and what I always think of is just say yes to something. What are you going to say yes to? If it's... Okay. Let's say it to the next level. What's the smallest thing you can yep. say yes to? Yes. What is yes. the very smallest yes. thing you can say mm-hmm. yes to? 
It might be somebody who's been calling you for coffee for a while. It might be a recruiter that you're afraid to talk to. Mm-hmm. It might be a friend you you miss and, and you just haven't connected with and you just send it. Because the smallest thing on that one is a text or a message. Mm-hmm. It's not a voice, right? So smallest. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I think so. And All right. Well, I think we've... I think we've done that one proud. <laughs> we have just a little experience with this. Right, right, just just a little bit. So, if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend. It's real easy to share podcast episodes on Spotify. I am always grateful when I click on the three dots and there's like, <laughs> share this episode. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. please. So share it with a friend. The other way you can spread the word is to rate and review us on iTunes. That will help people find us easily. And if you have any questions, comments, things you want us to talk about, you can reach us at brilliantandquirky at gmail.com. Again, that's brilliantandquirky at gmail.com. Is there anything else? I think we're good. All right. (laughs) So until next time, I'm Becky Berry. I'm Diana Vader. Take good care.